0: We're throwing it back to the 2000s where the Sharks had one of their most successful decades in franchise history with a win. That's right. They're going streaking, folks. Let's talk about it right now on this throwback Y2K night edition of Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is March 30th, 2023. The San Jose Sharks are victorious. Why? Why do they have to be victorious? The Sharks win 4-3 in overtime, we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark, Y2K Night Edition. This is your live interactive Sharks post-game show. We do this after every single San Jose Sharks game, so if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Check us out on AOL keyword, Teal Town USA. Of course, follow us on the social media, AOL, AIM, Google, Yahoo, Blogger, LiveJournal, Friendster, MySpace, and of course, Napster. Of course, you want to hit us up. Okay, what? well, let's be real here. It's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and, of course, more content at tealtownusa.com. And with that, I'll send it to the guys who will break down tonight's game. I'll be back a little bit later, but here are they are, Ian Reed
1: and Eric Landy. Guys? Ian, do we really have to break this one down? I mean, I'm, I'm just, at this point... I, I don't know what to say. You know, like, there's a clear target. Everybody should be on the same Where are How are we 15 seconds is on the same fucking page here? Come on now. I don't know, man. This, look at,
2: I hate this season so much because, like, this is a show that I should be excited about doing. The Sharks beat a team that I fucking absolutely despise. With the heat of a thousand suns, and yet I'm supposed to come on here now and be mad about it. I hate this. This is fucking dumb. Like I just, I hate this.
1: <laughs> I just, I just, I can't help but laugh because it's just, it, it, it they're just, they, they apparently. Don't suck enough to get the number one overall, but they suck enough to where they're not, <laughs> haven't been in the playoff chase in four effing years. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I, it's it's. I told I, at the beginning of this thing, I said, "Man, we're gonna be like Minnesota, we're gonna be stuck in the mushy middle for the next ten years." Oh God, it looks like I'm right. <laughs> I hate it when I'm right.
2: I was oh. nervous, so. When I saw coming into this game, I was like, all right, whatever, it's Vegas, right? You know, probably probably Vegas is gonna drop a big dub. And then I saw that it was Laurent Bossois in it, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this. Like and I didn't tweet. I, I haven't I haven't tweeted very much during games because again, right, it's like I I don't wanna fight with people because I fucking hate the team that they played and I want to be happy they won, right? And I, like, look at I know the score, I'm not a fucking idiot. I, I understand the score here. I know where this leads the Sharks, and I know that wins are not good at this point in the season. I'm not an idiot. However, <laughs> however, I mean, like, why are you guys so mad? Like, if you were at the game, you got tacos. That's that's a good thing, right? Um, at least somebody Fox got Vegas, something. <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, um. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm so, man, this season needs to end yesterday. Yeah, right? Exactly. Because I just, like, it's it sucks. Like, I, I'm so, again, like, I just, I want, I just want it to go back to being when the Sharks do good, it's good. Yeah.
1: No, I I hear you. and And it's just like i know I know we'll we'll get the inevitable, oh, you know, they're professional athletes, and you know they're gonna play at a high level and pride and and know, all of that gotta, is true, like yada, 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 like, let's, yada. Not,
2: let's let's not but let's not like you know like we we pay that lip service, but that's a true statement, like it these is. guys aren't going out the players aren't going out there to tank the players don't give a shit where the sharks draft next year.
1: Now, and and I will and I I think I'm going to play devil's advocate on this and just say if they knew what was good for them for the next season, meaning if they want to, you know, take a step leaps and bounds, Mm -hmm. I think that these guys are smart enough to understand how standings work and what they're not wired that way, though. I, it's uh, to me. It's like just look. Like if you if you're, it's like let's
2: look at a guy. Like let's talk about Henry Thrun. Henry Thrun comes in. He's playing his first pro game. Like he's playing for a spot on this lineup next year. Because obviously, like he can't go to the AHL right now. Right. But if he doesn't impress right now, to leave a good impression on the coaching staff going into camp next year, he could start next year on the Barracuda. Does he want that? Probably not. So, I'm like, you know, like like, I, and this is why this sucks, right? And I know it's like <laughs> it's everyone's favorite genre of Ian show where, you know, it's like I just hate everything and act like I have like the worst hobby on the planet, even though I'm here doing this at one sixteen in the morning. um. So obviously I enjoy doing it, but it's like it's going to be one of these things where it's like, oh, man, Ian hates doing this so much. No, I just hate doing certain types of shows. So I think this is going to be a, a mixed genre show for you. It's going to be Ian. Ian complains about having like a really cool hobby that people obviously show up to watch and Ian antagonizes the audience. I'm sure it's going to be
1: a great show. <laughs> well, it's it always. Um I I, uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't break down the game. So uh, in, in that first period, um, the newcomer, I mean, uh, Thrun, I, I I was really, really impressed on that first goal. It seems mm-hmm. like he has somehow rejuvenated Mario Ferraro to, to uh, circa, uh, you know, 2018, uh, 2019, right? So, um you know, to me that he seems like, OK, this is the guy that's going to be the puck mover and, and Mario can really just focus on on being the de- good defensively aware um, player that he is. And when he focuses on his part of the game and doesn't do too much, he finds himself in a great position to to tap a goal in. And, yeah. and it, it was really a nice side to side movement coming in at 4:16 in the first period and the Sharks get on the board first with Thron and Bordelow getting the assists there but uh, again just some nice tic-tac-toe movement and this isn't the first time that we'll will mention Thron in his debut but again from that from that first shift I thought that the the Sharks did a really nice job in in first kind of feeling out where Vegas was and wasn't giving them a lot of of, uh, of zone time and then being able to press, um, on the, uh, on the attack. It just seemed like the counterattack was really working uh, in that first period. Yeah. Like, again, I think, um, you know, I, I was really impressed with Thrun. Obviously
2: I don't watch a ton of college hockey at all. Um, it's not the easiest thing to find up here, uh, as far as, um, where to watch it goes. Um, so it's not something that I get to that I get to watch a ton of. I mean I watch enough hockey already. like i, I really can't add more to it. but so i I wasn't really super familiar with his games. Uh, so but uh, as far as you know as far as first impressions go, I think he made a hell of a first impression um off of this um off of this game, which you know, it's nice. And like I'm not there hasn't been anything that Mike Greer has done that's like made me go oh man this is so fucking good like my career is so fucking good but like there's a lot of little things that are at least starting to add up a little bit now like it's like you know i've watched um i've liked what i've seen from muka with the Barracuda. not to completely derail us but like i've liked what i've seen from from with the barracuda So far, you know, Henry Thrun looks like it looks like a nice get. So, I mean, there's a lot of little things that seem to be adding up where
1: I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty damn good. Yeah, no, I I think uh, Greer I think needs to be given some kudos for for rebuilding the back end so quickly and and adding pieces, young pieces that can be built around. And you know we saw Kineshav, um get the extension as well, so that that's good to see. And you know we'll we'll keep him on the roster for a couple more years. But again, there's they're starting to get this little young nucleus of of blue liners together, um, and and you can kind of see what the transition plan will be once. You know, Vlasic is done, and mm. once you know, Schimik kind of ages out of his contract as well. And then, of course, who knows what's going to happen with Ek 65 in the off-season? Because right. that's anybody's guess. Um, but getting back to the game, uh, Oscar Lindblom would get his sixth of the season, which kind of bittersweet because unfortunately he'd exit the the game a little bit later. But gets his sixth on the season. Ferraro and Thrun yet again on the assists there. Um, and that would be 2.9 for Thrun and 2.9 for Ferraro. But again, just some more tic-tac-toe play. That it's like, where has this been? You know, where? Why wasn't we seeing this earlier on in the season? Now, one of the players, of course, was uh, a, a guy that was just added. But I'm I'm wondering where Oscar Limbom has been for this entire season. Well,
2: um, I mean. You know, it was nice of him to show up, but then obviously, like he didn't finish the game either. So was Limblom didn't finish the game? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, yeah, Oscar didn't finish. The game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like you know, it, it was it was nice that he finally, uh, finally came on, but of course we have to. Uh, he didn't finish the game, so I'm sure we're gonna further pillage the Barracuda, who are pretty much screwed anyway, in my opinion. But um, yeah, it's just I mean, <laughs> I just was like, I don't know how many four like. The number of of guys injured on both clubs, like on both parts of the of the of the franchise right now, is it's really starting to add up. Um, and yeah, man, like if the Barracuda weren't already in tough, like they're going to get pillaged for another forward. And it's just, yeah, it's tough sledding.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you there, and and you can definitely see that the organization's being stretched thin. So. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it kind of lines up. Um, but uh, unfortunately, the Sharks, w- their play would regress, I think, at the very last quarter of that first period. Uh, Nicholas Hague would end up getting his third of the season with Hutton getting the assist. And that would give Vegas, you know, a, a, a sliver of, of light to kind of push back in. And, they, and again, you know, late period goals doing the Sharks in and. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we've we've talked about it ad nauseum, but it mm-hmm. just seems like, you know, at the end of periods, the team is just very, very vulnerable. Um, and and uh, again, it rears its ugly head and, you know, kind of kills some of the momentum that you had at the beginning of that first period.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think like Vegas didn't really play like the first half of the game. I don't think Vegas played a particularly great game against the Sharks either. But. They're they're dangerous enough that if you if you leave them an open and allow them to punch back, they're probably going to hit you really hard. And I think that's what that was like. I thought that the Sharks had done a good job of kind of dealing with them through most of the period, even even like a lot of the second period as well. But, you know, if if you leave them an opening, they're going to they're going to punch back and they're going to hit really hard.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think, you know, it's again, it's it's a it's kind of one of those don't poke the don't poke the bear because, you know, he's going to wake up and he's going to maul you. And, and that's exactly what Vegas did. So in that second period, uh, one minute and eight seconds into the period, the Sharks would give up their first power play goal against for the Vegas Golden Knights this season. Hard to believe. But um, yeah, the uh, the power play for Vegas finally came figures out the sharks pk and uh vegas is able to tie it up 2-2 uh Barberchev with uh wa and eichel getting the assist there um again this is just you know it's a power play goal you know they had 11 shots prior you know 11 tries at the power play before and it's a team with a stacked you know a stacked roster it's going to break through so yeah. the law of averages for me on that one
2: Yeah, I mean, again, like, and this is where it's like, okay, you know, this is, this is, this is fine. Because again, like, yeah, I don't want, like, I know some people would be like on here and they'll be in the chat and they'll be like, oh man, I just want the Sharks to lose 15 to nothing. But man, I don't want to do that fucking show. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you break, how do you break that down? Especially this time of year, right? When, when everything's fucking dumb. Um like I just if I'm going to invest the time like I want to be entertained if I'm going to do a show like I want to have something to talk about and I don't think like there's not a whole lot to talk about if the sharks get destroyed 15 to nothing or or something dumb like that like I mean obviously it would be nice because then obviously like there's no you know there's no overtime points there's no nothing like that but I mean fuck I don't want to watch that
1: game Yeah no I, and I, I don't know I, again it's just I feel like because the team has been so bad and had really built up a lot of bad mistakes and bad habits, and then for them to finally start to, to get a little bit of a streak here at the end, it's just it's just really frustrating because it, it, it signals that the team, I mean, yes, they're starting to, to kind of fit in on the same page, but yeah. it's like a little bit, yeah, you know, a lot of it too late, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you don't know if this is just a dead cat bounce for a lot of these guys who want to try and get roster spots for next season. Um, you don't know if, if it, if it happens to be because of that rookie, you know, adrenaline spike that you get, you know, the rookie adrenaline play. So it, it's just hard to gauge where this team is at. If if these pieces are actually going to be pieces that are, are going to be around moving forward or, or if it's just again kind of flashes in the pan and Mm -hmm. you you get these wins and ultimately set yourself back that's that i think for me that's where most of the frustration comes but you know who would get off what though like here's the thing like that they
2: weren't gonna go they weren't gonna lose 20 in a fucking row like they were gonna there was gonna be wins somewhere along the lines just like other teams that you know other teams have have managed to pick up wins as well right chicago picked up a wins you know all all the teams that better the sharks are fighting with to get to the bottom um like the, it's not like they've all gone on you know like I, I the ducks are obviously on on quite the the stretch right but like there there is wins picked up in there like you know chicago has won two of their last 10 you know arizona has won four of their last 10, you know, the ducks have won two. Like they were going to pick up wins. Like the idea that the sharks were just going to go from the trade deadline to the end of the season with no wins. Like it was never realistic. So I, I understand people being upset because they've picked up points, but like, I just think you were, you were asking for something that wasn't realistically ever going to happen.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and and again, it's law of averages and, you know, I think a player that had really needed the law of averages to go in his, you know, in his favor is Tomas Hurdle, especially in the gold department. And he would get his 21st of the season with Kraut and Peterson getting the assist at 1147 in the second period. So that would give the Sharks again the lead. But a, a, a guy that we can continue to see make an impact is is Kraut. And and I, I yeah, liked Kostner, what I've, really seen, good. I've liked what I've seen and and you know, with a guy like uh, Ryan Merkley, you know, not really producing all that much. I mean, you, you hope that maybe the Sharks came out a little bit ahead on this. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: I, I've liked Cout. I, I don't know what his ceiling is as an NHL player. I still think he's going to be a guy who's going to be like more, I think, on a on a team where maybe you're not as depleted uh, in the forward group as the Sharks are right now. I think he's he's a guy who would comfortably sit on your third line, and I think you'd be happy to have him there. Um, but he's, you know, I've liked him on the Barracuda, and I've liked what he's done since being called up. Um, it's unfortunate for the Barracuda, right? Because obviously I think all these injuries for the Sharks and all these call-ups and even injuries on the Barracuda itself have really come at the worst possible time for them. I thought they were starting to play their best hockey, but even playing their best hockey, they weren't stringing together wins um, as much as they probably needed to. Like there was still like, you know, they'd win a couple, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Um, but yeah, I mean, like uh, the Barracuda definitely miss him. I think he's, you know, but it's nice that he's come up and gotten the opportunity to, to, to play the way he has. And, and I think, you know, I think the Sharks have to be pretty happy
1: with that pickup right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Going into that third period, uh, Michael Amadio would end up tying it up for Vegas and giving those of us who are on Tank Nation a little bit of a of, of some hope that, you know, maybe maybe the Sharks could pull out the L after all. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, Vegas wouldn't score again, so that kind of sucks. But Stevenson and Hutton getting the assists there. Uh, and, and again, I think the, the Sharks... We're kind of a little bit under siege in that last five minutes of the third period um, and, and, you know, lucky to escape to OT. And then, of course, in that OT, Logan Couture buries the breakaway, uh, his 26th of the season, and the Sharks beat Vegas Golden Knights 4-3. to three. Uh, Overall, the Sharks would go 0-3 on the power play, not looking very dangerous at all, and the Vegas Golden Knights would go 1-3, for three, um, you know, and cashing in on that Uh you know, and and cashing out on that PP and I guess, you know, getting a point. And I I think this secures does this secures their playoff positioning, right? I think Vegas
2: were I think Vegas was in the playoffs before the game even started. I think they were already clinched before this before the puck even dropped for this game. But I mean for them, like I think they've lost two in a row now. Um I, they can't be happy. Look at um the this Pacific division race is actually shaping up to be pretty interesting. Um, the golden Knights moved to 99 points on their season. The Oilers are right behind them um, with 97. Now the, um, the Oilers have played one more game than both Vegas and Los Angeles who are kind of in that little pack there in Los Angeles, um, who I think is another team who I thought was playing really good hockey, but has lost their last two now. Um, you know, they're at 96. So um, Vegas, if they want to hold on to that top seed and play, you know, one of the wild card seeds, i don't think i don't I, like i think it depends like if edmonton got up into the into the first seed, like i don't think vegas is sweating los angeles. right. you know, i don't i don't think the oilers are sweating los angeles either to be completely honest. like i'm not I, I think again, los angeles is kind of on the come up, but i'm not afraid of them yet. I think that if if the Oilers and the Kings play in the first round, I think that goes pretty much the way it did last year. I think the Oilers uh, are going to probably coast through that a little bit. Maybe, you know, maybe the Kings might get a game, um, but Vegas like, you know, Vegas obviously wants to play a little bit better hockey right now. Um, I don't think this is the time of year. Like, I think if you, if you're a Vegas fan, this loss probably annoys because again, like I said, you're losing ground on your, on your lead in the Pacific, your lead in the West too, right? Like you want to play that second wild card. Um, and, uh, tonight they didn't do themselves any favors to secure that
1: no i think you're you're absolutely spot on there and um again it's going to be a very very interesting finish to the season and see who's going to end up on the top of of the pacific division mm-hmm. um that being said we you know we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about uh thomas bordalo and his uh debut this season um i thought that he played well enough um yeah,
2: he's good I, I i think thomas bordalo played fine tonight um I, I, it sucks again, right? Because it's like um, I, I, he finally kind of got his game back on track with the Barracuda, you know, he scored a couple of goals. So I'm not surprised that they finally called him up. I think he finally, I think his last few games, he's made a pretty strong case for coming up. Uh, and plus, you know, again, like it's not like there's no slide situation with Thomas Bortolo, his contract's ticking whether you want, whether they like it or not. So, I mean, you might as well bring him up and kind of give him a game and and see what you know, Quinn thinks of them, give them some some games down the stretch. I don't like. So I know some people are like, oh, why are they calling the kids up? But like, I think you have to give them opportunities to just to see where they're at, right? Like, there's no, there's nothing substitutes for for NHL games.
1: And I yeah, think for yeah. for a
2: guy like Bartolo, you know, for a guy like Eklund, like, you you don't you want to see them at this time of year. You want to see how they hang. Because, like, yeah, you can you can play some games in, in training camp or whatever. But, I mean, like, if, if you're playing, you know, preseason games, like, you don't really play against NHL rosters until, like, maybe the last game of the season. So, I think for guys that you, you know, you think that you should be able to pencil in for next year as guys that should take roles on this team, those are the guys you got to call up. And Bortolo and Eklund are on the top of that list. Now, I wish that the Sharks would have just said, you know, sending Eklund down, obviously, they they kind of shot themselves in the foot because, you know, they say they say dumb things and all teams do this. It's not like the Sharks are alone in this, right? But it's like, oh, we're trying to get him, you know, some experience going in the playoff hunt for the Barracuda. But no, just say you didn't want to, you know, you didn't want his contract to start this year. You wanted to slide up till next year. Like, again, like sometimes I think NHL teams, especially teams like, The Sharks, like, they just think their fans are so fucking dumb. And it's just not the case, right? Like, we know the fucking score. We know why Eklund got sent down. Don't, don't, don't give me this. Oh, it's actually about the playoff push, you know, as you call up the rest of the fucking team. Right. But Eklund didn't come back up. Why? Because we're pushing his contract. Like, just, I just wish that they would, you know, just say the thing we're all, you know, say it out loud.
1: Right. No, I, I say it out loud. I, yeah. No, it's 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 patronizing, right? And especially yeah. especially for the hardcore fans who understand where we're at in the season, understands where the Barracuda are at, understands that you know the 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 young kids on the farm gaining chemistry together is probably more fruitful than you know disjointed call ups. Uh, you know, I think for for me in particular, mm-hmm. I, I I would just want it to be more consistent, right? If you're going to call them up, then leave them up. If you're going to, if you're going to send them down, keep them down. And well, I
2: mean, there's, but you got to remember like a lot of these, you got to remember the one thing that I think people have to remember also though, is that if you got a guy in an emergency loan, you has got to go back down when the reason for the emergency loan is over. Right. 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 Like, I think that's a, that's a point that I think a lot of people are, are missing in this is like you only get four call-ups after the trade deadline.
1: That's so right. So if you
2: got a bunch of guys on emergency loan, like they got to go back down. Them be the rules.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't, I guess there's not really, really an easy solution for it, but, um but, you know, yeah, again, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it ends up. And, you know, hopefully Thomas Borderlow can use this as a, as the uh, as the proverbial carrot, um, yeah. you know to to get his game to where it needs to be, you know and and make sure that he's um, successful in all phases. So
2: yeah, and I and I look at I really liked Thomas Bortolo this year. I just think he had a rough stretch like in the last little bit. Um, things just stopped working for him. things stopped going in. Um, And that happens to young players. And just I think it was I think it was frustrating for him too, knowing that, like, obviously with the injuries and guys that were starting to get called up. I mean, it's it's a really shitty time when I think you're obviously I think as a young player, you're biding your time for this part of the year where guys generally start getting looks and then everything kind of stopped going in for you at that point. Like, I think it kind of uh, it kind of compounded his you know i think his struggles and i think once he got that monkey off his back i think he's been i think he's been great again for the barracuda um out on the wire personally i think the kings are a tougher match than vegas i mean maybe maybe they are i don't know i just i think that um i don't i think the oilers should um i think the oilers should get through the first round pretty pretty easily
1: i i mean i would hope with the firepower that they have because if if not then i think that there's going to be some real structural changes to come up um but uh i you know we'll, we'll we'll see you know the playoffs really do kind of tell that you know the cream rises to the top as as far as the playoffs go and and we'll see what edmonton brings and if they can you know get over the hump um uh, i just wanted to quickly sg sports uh talk Appreciate you being uh, on, buddy. Uh, unfortunately, we already spoke about Henry Thurne. Um We thought he, he did, did good. He did, did really good, really good. And and again, good good on the Sharks to get his family out, um, and, and good for them to see the the assists that he was able to pick up. So a real special night for for him, and, and good on the organization. The organization does normally a pretty good job with with family members, especially for young young kids making their debuts. So. Uh,
2: Logan Teal, does emergency loan mean they get when they get sent back down, they don't have to go through? um that's a fantastic i don't believe so um the other thing you gotta remember re-entry waivers aren't a thing anymore unless you've played like a unless you've played a significant number of games before you have to clear waivers to go back down like if you come up and i think you play less than 10 games re-entry waivers aren't a thing anymore
1: yeah no i i, I think you're you're definitely correct in that assessment there ian well, puck guy, I think uh, we're ready to rock and roll. I think we've uh, closed the book on this one, and uh, let's see what you got in store for us.
0: Uh, good job, guys. Uh, I'll quickly add on to some of the comments that were going on in the chat. We did get one comment uh, from David Quinn on Thrun. My plan is to play the crap out of him. Yeah. Uh, so well, at this point, why not? You guys, see what you what you got going on here. So. Uh, a couple other ones that I noticed, in while well, you guys were talking, from Team Pereira, hey guys, Devils fan here. Thank you for Team Meyer. He scored for us today and had the game-winning goal against the Rangers. Hope Zetterlin has been playing well for you. I miss him. It's
2: been okay. I don't. I don't. I don't love Zetterlin, but I don't. Again, man, I'm so.
0: <laughs> right.
2: I just
1: again. Yeah, know, hopefully here. he can make. Hopefully he can make some strides in the off season, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think there there are some good things to his game, and I think he's a. He's a player that um, has some potential, but he's going to have to actualize. Right, right now he's just he's he's a guy and
2: yeah. Can... And I think it's it's hard, right? Because again, like especially if, if you're a person who just watches the sharks and that's the only part of the team. Well, you're seeing Johnson, but Johnson was obviously a Johnson was obviously a cap dump situation where they, they had to make the numbers work cap wise. Um, I mean, it's hard. I think if you're a Sharks fan, someone who primarily just watches the Sharks, you're not watching the Barracuda. You're not plugged into what the Barracuda are doing. That's the only piece that you're seeing on a regular basis. And I can understand why um, people would be have issues based on what they've seen so far. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Quinn on fans saying as the Sharks are screwing up. Uh, we are going to keep playing our asses off and we want to win hockey games. I get the narrative, but you get rewarded for doing the right thing. Obviously, I mean, the, you're getting, <laughs> the team won't tank. Get, get it over again. Yeah. Wish, I, I,
2: it won't. Again, like, I, I, right. Like, like, obvi- like going to the players and be like, why are you winning? Like, and, Ugh, it's so stupid. Right? I, I understand. Look at, I understand being frustrated that. You know the sharks are not in the best position to land Connor Bedard or even Adam Fantilli at this point. So I understand the frustration there, but at the same time, it's like I don't know why anyone would, <laughs> would fucking go to the coach or a player and be like, why aren't you losing good enough? Like
0: fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so kind of took a back seat. Let you guys talk about this freaking win yeah great uh sharks do have the fourth best odds now uh so they sit at number 29 in the league uh which is 9.5 percent odds of winning the lottery but that's that you know it was it is a 2K. lottery it is a lottery <laughs> so anything can happen but you know tonight was white 2k night at the tank and we kind of want to bring back a little bit of the theme over to us this evening uh, I you guys have been longtime Sharks fans like I have uh, some of your favorite memories from from the 2000s when this team went from having their first winning season to winning, you know, multiple division titles, winning the president's trophy at the end of the decade. What, I mean, Ian, I'll start with you, but your memories from the 2000s and uh, all those playoff runs. I mean, just like I think that the one thing about the 2000
2: Sharks, like getting into the 2000s, more I guess more of the mid 2000s than really Y2K. But like, I mean, obviously, it's it's the the team gearing up, like having guys like Joe Thornton come here, and then going from a team that was kind of happy to be there to a team with actual expectations. Because for a long time, it was like, oh yeah, the Sharks in the playoffs, that's nice for them. You know, and if they if they beat somebody, that's great. But they're, you know, they they weren't the the change from being like a, a just, a, you know, a happy to be there. Kind of like, ah, yeah, if they went around, that's really good for them. You know, good for the Sharks, To Well, you didn't win the Stanley Cup. So what the fuck's the matter with you?
1: Right. Landy. Yeah. And I mean, I think. When I think back of the early 2000s, I think about that series against Calgary and. How it it definitely uh, you know showed that Patrick Marlowe was that was really the coming out for coming out party for me for Patrick Marlowe as a playoff performer, and um, you know the, a, a guy that you know bleeds steel and, and again kind of segueing into what Ian had said you know during that mid two the mid two thousands of course we mm-hmm. got Jumbo and we got um, the team really graduating from. Uh, a good, you know, I would say top 10 kind of team to a top five or six type of team, you know, it really becoming elite once um, jumbo was, was added to the team. So uh, again, you know, I think about the, uh, you know, Jonathan Chichu becoming a rocket oh, yeah. trophy winner, yeah. um, you know, Joe Thornton winning the MVP by playing on two different teams I mean, we 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 were definitely spoiled um, in in that uh, mid to late two uh, thousands era, but specifically when I think about this jersey, you know, I think about um, you know I think about reach and I and I think about um, the the team getting to getting over the hump, getting into the Western Conference Finals for the first time yeah. against Calgary.
0: Yeah, there were so many memories. Just trying to think of all of them, you know, you had Owen Nolan's shot at center ice against. Uh, uh, the blues in game seven uh, yeah i'll do it here here you go i right, because we didn't do it earlier Did somebody game seven you know we had that and then you know you had oh two where solani misses the open net you had the earthquake there but yeah that oh four run um you know on a personal standpoint i was named you know the seventh man that year and they invited me to all the playoff games uh down the road when I'm handing out the rally towels and pom-poms so that was fun uh being at the first game 7 at home uh that was a crazy one uh against mm-hmm. Calgary that was that was a crazy uh series uh, and then yeah you guys uh, you know Joe Thornton changing changing the franchise around with it but I want to quiz you guys on your 2000 knowledge I, I'll promise to to not make it too embarrassing chat <laughs> chat uh, I, I i ask you to be to be gentle with these gentlemen as i uh give them the business here but um let's get into it and i'll i'll begin with this one and i'll start with you landy um i i want to know what was the losing streak the amount of games that the sharks had lost in a row before they acquired joe Thornton
1: Oh shit. Uh... The number eleven seems to be seems to be swirling around my head. It's either ten or eleven.
0: You are going with eleven? And since yeah, it's I'm... and since it's Y2K night, is that your final answer? It is. Oh so close. You were it was ten. It oh. was 10. See, I was, I was well, you like, were so, too, Yeah, so. you were so close on that one. All right. Uh, Ian, uh, oh, who were the pieces that were sent to Anaheim when the Sharks traded for Temu Solani? In 2001. <sighs> um, shit, man.
2: Oh, my God jeff you... reason was one of them wasn't it that is
0: okay jeff reason and then there jeff was...
2: reason was like the centerpiece of it i can't remember who else though but i remember jeff reason going but i honestly I'd, i can't remember who else it's a bad day to be a robot uh
1: goaltender oh a goaltender was that wasn't um yeah yeah help him out landy <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead They're their current color guy
0: is it Ryan Hayward? No, no, no. He was no, long no, retired no, no, no. then.
2: Oh. No, he was long retired. Yeah. Oh it was um, Shields.
0: Yeah. Yep. Steve Shields. Steve Shields, okay. I was wondering if it
2: was Shields or not. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Alright. <laughs> Goaltending in that era is just such a
0: It's a blur. <laughs> well you yeah. had Shields, you had Friesen you had Nabby, uh uh, oh, I was freezing to the goaltender, What was I saying? Shields, Nabby, then you had Kiprasov, who came in mm-hmm. relief in that playoff series that they lost to St. Louis. In, and then, then Toskola. Toskala next you know, year, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, uh, right. Um, oh, crap. I just lost the last one. I should have written these down. This should have been great. <laughs> who had the four point night in game seven in 2008?
1: 2008
0: yes So this is against Calgary This player had a goal And three assists to help the Sharks Advance to the second round against Dallas
2: Oh That's the year with the Nabby save but then uh, They lost in that yeah.
1: game well, Who's on that team <laughs> Is that, is that going to be A young Joe Pavelski
0: No No It was Jeremy Roenick. It was Jeremy Roenick. Nice one, Ian. Nice. All right. Last one for you guys. This one one I thought was going to be the toughest one. Marcel Gotch got the game-winning, series-winning goal in 2004 against Colorado. Which Sharks broadcaster assisted on that goal?
2: It's Curtis Brown.
0: Curtis Brown is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, guys. That wasn't too painful, was it? <laughs> I'm actually proud I, of you that the guys. The robot brain was running. The I don't robot know. brain is running at a, at 10 minutes to 2 a.m. Nice job, gentlemen. So <laughs> I wanted to have some little fun here. I mean, let, let's be honest here, folks. There hasn't been a whole lot of good stuff to talk about until tonight, and, of course, they win. So, you know. <laughs> So a little fun on Y2K night, uh, and if you notice, some of the graphics that we've done tonight uh, have been uh, based on on Fox Sports Net uh, back in the 2000s. So uh, a little homage to that. Even Bordalo was wearing the throwback jersey uh, against Vegas that night. So uh, <laughs> was he even born yet? Yeah. <laughs> Don't, that makes me
2: feel fucking old. Don't yeah, right. Well, he was right? 21
0: years old, so yeah, he didn't feel I2K shot. Oh man, uh, I told you, dude. To. Oh, thanks so much.
1: Dude, I'm gonna be 32 in a month.
2: Here's a here's an interesting stat for um everyone. Uh, Henry Thrun uh, finished with more ice time, 1846, than Shimmick at 1516, Vlasic at 1818, and uh, McDonald with. 16 30 so uh yeah when <laughs> when when uh, on... said um i plan to play the shit out of him uh he is not lying
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so the over or under on two of those players that you just mentioned with less ice time being on the team next season
0: <laughs> right
2: <sighs> uh, i'm yeah. fascinated to see what this team looks like next season like i again just get to give me I don't give me to the off because I do want to watch the playoffs. I do enjoy the playoffs whether the sharks are in or not. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm fascinated to see where this goes from here.
0: I'm right with okay. you because it's like you just saw he's just signed Knyshov to a new deal. You have yeah. Thrun up there. You have Ferraro, Carlson. I doubt is gonna not go anywhere, especially if you land Bedard. I mean. It's going to be Maybe, interesting. It's going to be an interesting off season, so. Yeah, it it is.
2: I mean, I'm not I'm not like in a super cuz like I said I do want to enjoy the playoffs. I just want this fucking season to end so I can <laughs> stop being, you know, so I can stop coming on here and supposed to be mad when the Sharks do good cuz I just... I you,
1: you know, I and it'll be <laughs> it will I think the the Sharks off season plan will really be determined on on if they can get one of either Bedard or Fantilli and I already kind of like the fact that Fantilli has got this chip on his shoulder and you know I I think wants to to be the Eichel to the McDavid snake so to speak um Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I think that there you're gonna get a good player at one or two. I mean, I think the top five you're gonna get a great player, but I think yeah, why- but
2: I don't think like I think if if you I can look at I understand people being upset. Like I understand like if people if we don't get first overall, you don't get to Bedard. I I understand people being upset by that. I I honestly do. And if you don't finish like top two, because I like Fantilli a lot too. Um, I again like I'm not gonna be like. Like, I think if you don't get one of those two guys, I can understand being really upset. But but you're right. Like, I think it, any guy that you take in the top five is going to be a, a player. It's just like but, but at the same time, I understand um, the desire to to get either Fantilli or Bedard is like a real shot in the arm. So I think if you like I think look at like, I think a Mitch cover, a Leo Carlson or. Yeah, whoever you take it five benson smith whatever like you're going to get a decent player there but i don't think they're the the franchise altering player like i think they're a good piece but i don't think they're the they're the franchise altering um guy yeah, you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah and, and i think honestly if they get one one or two overall then that increases the likelihood that Eric Carlson wants to stay or, or that the plan is to to have a quicker rebuild than than what we're all preparing for. Yeah. If they do get a player at three, four or five, right? I think it really will will determine the pivot, you know, how quickly this team can pivot is is gonna be based upon that draft. So Yeah. It, it, no, no pressure, Mike <laughs> Uh The Sharks at
0: fifty-seven points with seven games left leaves them with a max of seventy-one. It's amazing how a week or two ago we were thinking they're going to go nineteen in a row without a loss or without a win. Uh so if I'm looking at it yeah, right, that was never real like that. Was like I know. Oh, people no, no, wanted it. No. that was never realistic. Oh, the that percentages would tell you no way. Yeah, Philly has seventy-one points at the moment, uh, but they have twenty-six uh regulation wins so the sharks at the worst would be picking at the very worst even if they were to drop down the two spots would be picking eighth overall at the moment so you're already at number eight uh on the uh camp on the uh draft lottery board so that's the worst case scenario at at number eight which which would be devastating
1: yeah yeah i think if you finish outside of the top five that will no, put I'm, back a I am
2: devastated if we if if we don't pick oh fuck, we don't pick in the top three, I think I'm gonna be absolutely devastated. Again, like yeah, the draft is fine, but I'd rather be, you know, I'd rather be excited to talk about the draft when we get to the draft. I don't know, man. Like again, like it's 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 hard, right? Because like I just I mean, look I understand the score. I understand where this team is. But and, and look, I understand that this is going to be probably next season too. Yeah. Even the season after that. Um but like this isn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> this this is a lot fun when the team's expected to do good things and we can like and we can like talk about a win without being like, Oh man, they won. What the fuck is this shit? Me, 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 Like right. I fuck, I guys, I don't want to do those shows. Like I just I-
1: I, or or at least have them have a puncher's chance in in most games. Right. Yeah. That's 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 what I would want to see. You know, a, a team fighting for a wild card spot or or, you know, you know what I mean? Just just give me a little bit of juice to be entertained. Right. This is not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I, I I just I don't want to like I'm just gonna be so happy
2: when we kind of get like a clean slate next year, and I don't have to come on here and be like, we won. This is the worst shit ever.
1: Like, it
2: just just such yeah. a stupid. It's just it's
0: so fucking stupid. Right. It it is it is. Yeah, uh, that's age... what four years
1: out of the playoffs do for you. Yeah, um, um, yeah.
0: It's a it's not fun. It sucks. I mean, let's be honest. We all want to grow playoff beards. Well, I mean, Landy's already started, but you know, uh, it just. It would be fun to just be back in the playoff. Chase, at the very least. Uh, Logan Couture, uh, people are going to say a zillion things in this room where we want to win games. We are all competitors. We all show up at the rink every day and try to get better.
2: Yeah, I mean, right, again, like, going and talking to players, like, why aren't you taking, dummy? Like, it's just, it's such a stupid fucking talking point that we've entertained far too many
1: times on this show. Yes. Yeah. So uh
0: guys i think that kind of wraps things up in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher including napster real player oh oh sorry uh <laughs> real well, player <laughs> or more like apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, youtube soundcloud spotify TuneIn, iHeartRadio, odyssey amazon music of course if you are watching on the youtube channel make sure you give us a like and subscribe button smashing, uh, of course, hit that notification bell. I'll let you know when we do go on the air, but guys... Uh, I don't know there. about
2: you guys, but I'm going to when I download this podcast, I'm going to listen to on Unwin- Winamp, because it really kicks the <laughs> llama's ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wonder if it's going to be shared across any P2P Uh-oh. sites like
0: LimeWire. Oh, <laughs> LimeWire. God, you're, you guys are bringing back memories of stuff. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> well, that's a fun part of it, so uh uh couture on the steal in his game-winning goal uh petra was looking for eichel i was able to read it put it right on my tape pre-scouted five hole on Bressois uh from uh goalie coach thomas spear ah nice nice uh, <laughs> uh are you guys Ow. on line wire <laughs> Aj, if you're watching on MySpace, stop. <laughs> uh, so appreciate you guys all joining us for for the Y two K theme show. Uh, final thoughts. We'll start with Ian.
2: Uh, final thoughts are when the cat scratches my leg, it's not good.
0: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's like icing on the power play. He's at Ian Blocks <sighs> Hockey, uh, Mister at Eric Landy.
1: Uh, you know, I'm just hoping that I don't wake up tomorrow and the Y2K bug has nuked us into oblivion. I'm a robot. You know how dangerous the
2: Y2K bug was for me. Like I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think I was gonna boot up the next day. It was. It was terrible.
0: Right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LM Pucknologist slash Little Wayne Lollipop Remix. Yes. 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 Uh, My space has been rebuilding longer than Buffalo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They're not oh. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one out on the wire. All right. Good luck to your Oilers as well. So thanks, everyone, for watching. Appreciate each and every one of you. We will be back with you Saturday. No joking around. On April Fool's Day, uh, as the sharks take on the desert dogs and those weird burgundy jerseys uh that is a 7 p.m start so we'll be with you about 9 35 after the game and so we appreciate each and every one of you watching us thank you for watching yes look for us on friendster and until then keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal shark bite is next with drew a gang smashed by colin mclaren good night everyone